to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook by searching for Gone Boss. We're brought to you today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at schaeferleadership.com. What do they have coming up? All aboard! Doot, doot. <laughs> we spent too much time with each other, husband. <laughs> yes, yes, it's time for All Aboard! It's time for All Aboard! It is Saturday, April 15th. Now, what is All Aboard? That's, that's the main deal. Yes, it's a three-hour workshop ideal for individuals who have a desire to serve on a not-for-profit board but want to learn more about what serving a, as a board member entails. You know, before I joined a board... Like for the first time, I actually went to All Aboard and got my education from Schaefer Leadership about being on a board. It's, oh. it's a very good program. It is a good program, especially for younger professionals who may not have not been on a board or don't know how to function on a board or like what, 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 what the boards board even do? do. Right. Why are they important? That kind of thing. It's very, it's a good resource to have. So this will be on, this will be on Saturday, April 15th. And thanks to their sponsors, guess what? How what? much does it cost? It costs... $100,000. No, it is free. Zero dollars? Free is for me. So they have sponsors who sponsor people to make it free. Yeah, to make it free. Oh so there's gosh. no excuse not to go. If you, sometimes we complain about like, oh, why does that organization make that decision? Or, ooh, why, blah, 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 blah. I don't see people represented who look like me on these boards or whatever. There's no reason for you not to get involved. So get involved, go to this program, tell you all about boards, why they're important, and how you can get involved. When's it going to happen again? It's going to be on Saturday, April 15th, tax day, from 10 to 1. And the location is the YWCA. So go to the YW. It's free yeah. for you. Well, first register. Oh, Don't you got to register. Show up. You got to register. Yeah, yeah. You okay. Register, you got to register. Just go to SchaeferLeadership.com. You can register there. But go. It's free. It's free. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Jasmine Taylor with Urban Beauty. Welcome. Thank you. Hi, everyone. No problem. Thanks for stopping by. So tell me a little bit about yourself. So my name is Jasmine Taylor. I'm a mompreneur. I'm a mother of two beautiful children, Jathan and Journey. Um, I'm an actual Muncie local. So born and raised of this beautiful town, Muncie, Indiana. Okay. Being a local growing up, I seen that there wasn't a lot of people who invested in the youth. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm an adult, that's my passion to invest in youth and women. Okay. So what do you do at uh, your Urban Beauty? Yes. Yeah, so Urban Beauty is more a movement than it is just a store. Okay. Um, so we help women who are in business, help get them um, set up for platforms to be able to do the the passions that they love to do. Okay. Excellent. So I mentioned, I heard you mention your kiddos. So tell me about them. I know Journey 
and she is my one of my most favorite babies on the internet that I don't actually know oh, in person, but she's right. so cute. You're her auntie now. Yes. <laughs> I held her once while we took your picture, and she cried the whole time. That's yes. okay. Yes. So my son, Jathan, he's actually 13. Okay. So I have a big age gap between Jathan and Journey, and they're my biggest why. Like, they motivate me so much just to keep striving, even on days that I feel like giving up mm-hmm. or staying in a bed. They're my why. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, we've got uh, Matt has three from a previous marriage and then we have one together so his youngest from that marriage is 19 and then we have a nine-year-old so so you know we we've got the age (laughs) gap don't worry in fact my 19 year old is home with the nine-year-old today like they're hanging out and babysitting so it's good it's working out (laughs) yes so what do you like to do for fun Honestly, I know this sounds so cliche um, and generic, but I really do. Like, I find myself now, I'm 34, I'll be 35 in June, but I really love giving back. I love doing community service. I love going to events and volunteering. I just really love being around people and um, just positive vibes. Okay. That's not cliche at all. I think that's great. Yeah. I went from clubbing (laughs) to in the community. (laughs) That's good. So what kind of organizations are you involved with? I am. I see you often. I'm a member of the WIBU, the Women's and Business Unlimited, and I I love that organization. I'm also a part of the Juneteenth Committee, which I've been a part of that committee for three years. And um, I'm also of a new movement. It's called BFAB, which BFAB stands for fashion arts and beauty okay black fashion arts Mm -hmm. and beauty and so we we've seen a need for black and brown artists uh beauticians makeup artists etc we're not really seeing that that need and gap being filled so we just want to fill the gap and help those people grow and expand Okay, cool. I hadn't heard about that yet. So yeah, it's good. new. All right. It's new. Well, good. Well, we'll get the, the word out about it. Yes, so. thank awesome. you. So how did you get started? Talk me through Talk me through that. Being a little girl growing up, I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just always had a passion to do my own thing. I've always seen where things can be better, and I've always seen um, really ahead of time. Like I said, born and raised in Muncie, but I ended up getting in the streets in um, college. So okay. I went to Ivy Tech, and I seen um, selling drugs, selling weed. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was the thing for me. A lot of people I knew, they, they smoked it. I smoked it. So it was a way for me to make extra money in college but then that turned into bigger drugs I didn't realize at the time that I was hurting my community or even hurting the people that I consider friends Um, but I ended up catching a conspiracy to deal case and while I was in jail I realized that I was going down a path of destruction I was helping others destruct so you know God in jail God let me know the seeds that I planted in you and a child they can still be watered they can still be planted and so while I was in jail for six months I began to do a lot of digging, a lot of self-work, positive affirmations, reading my Bible, reading more about the law of attraction and the growth mindset. And at that time in my life, I felt like that was a pivotal point for me to change my life. So while I was in there, I was actually ministering to women. I had women reading the Bible that never read the Bible, and they were really ready at that time to make a change. So I really left jail inspired. I did do four years house arrest which during that time I still began to do more work Mm -hmm. to where I did meet one of my mentors, Dorica Watson. She was doing a program. And in that program, I just learned a lot about myself and learned that I was actually in survival mode at that time Mm -hmm. when I was selling drugs and living in poverty. And so I had to give myself grace and realize, okay, I can't change the past, but today 
I have today. So what can I do today to change my tomorrow? And so that's when I began to come up with the plan. I worked three part-time jobs and then I began to save up and I started selling masks. And then before I knew it, me and my sister opened a boutique. Okay. Well, that is quite a story. So I, I, I love hearing those. I mean, it's not great that all the stuff you went through, but that you've went through it, you've learned and grown as a person and made that change and can now be a positive impact on the community. Yes, definitely. Because I really, I want other people to know this too. Your past does not define who you are. Absolutely. We can all change and make, yes. make the next best decision to get you to where you need to go. Yes. Absolutely. So what do you wish you had known when you were first starting out? One thing that I wish I would have known starting out is that it's not going to always be easy. Mm-hmm. It's going to be days that you want to give up. It's going to, you know, be days where you feel like you lack support, but you have to be your biggest supporter. You have to be your biggest cheerleader and you always have to bet on yourself. So I guess in a way I wish I would have known my strength, but I didn't. So that's the beauty of it because during the process I've learned who I am and I've, I'm growing to be a strong, powerful woman. So that's one thing that I say I learned. Have you ever run into discrimination in the workplace? Yeah, so over the years, I actually have ran into discrimination over the in the workplace. Working many jobs, a lot of men have been, you know, taught that they're better and they're superior than women, and that's just simply not the case. We're equals, mm-hmm. and sometimes women, we can do the job better than men, mm-hmm. and vice versa. So I actually had an incident where... A man um, literally would just pick with me because I got picked for the job over him. And it got to the point to where we had to have a conversation. And opening up and talking to him, I realized that he was actually taught gender roles. Mm -hmm. And so that allowed me to realize that every man isn't automatically like that. They're trained to be like that. And so we was able to get common ground and able to grow from it and he actually ended up you know telling me later that he looked up to me and that I changed his perspective on women so to women out there it's not a man's world women are the future we are the CEOs we are her I am she and just keep going stay empowered and stay true to yourself perfect yeah I just wanted to get that no I love that because it's just like we've been taught especially like the 30s, the 40s, mm-hmm. you know, and up, that women are meant to be quiet, seen, not heard. And it's like, no, we do have a voice. It's mm-hmm. time for us to start using them. Absolutely. Tell me something that's on your bucket list. One of my bucket list, I would say top five, would be going to Dubai. I just love the culture, the fabrics. It's mm-hmm. just so beautiful to me. And considering it's one of the wealthiest countries in the world, mm-hmm. maybe top number one, I would just like to experience that because I'm all about the collective spirit. So just to be a part of that and to be a part of that culture, I think that will leave a big impact on me. Okay, cool. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I'm an early riser. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, my dad, um, he taught me growing up, if you wanted to get anything done, you have to get up early when everybody else is asleep. So he would always get up and read his paper, drink his coffee. So I think I got that from him. Those are good, good, good words. Yeah. Yes. I think Matt would say that I need to listen to those words a little bit more because I am a middle of the day or I'm not a morning person. <laughs> have you ever met anyone famous? If not, I've been, not really. I mean, seen them from afar, I've, from I've a distance. I've been to a few concerts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen Usher in person. I've seen... Um, I can't even think. <laughs> <I> <laughs> That's can't okay. Even think. I I did not meet, but I saw once 
what's that? The one that always wore the Band-Aid? Nelly? Is that Nelly. I saw him in the airport in Philadelphia, I think. (laughs) And he was in a golf cart. And Matt was, or one of the little thingies, they drive around the airports. And Matt was like, hey, isn't that Nelly? I was like, no, it's not. And then then later there was like a whole entourage around him and stuff. I'm like, oh, well, I guess it is him. Yep, I seen Floyd Mayweather in Las Vegas in a club. He had a lot of bodyguards around him. Oh, I bet so, Um, yeah. But yeah. Cool. So what's your favorite movie? My favorite movie is Life with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. And what I love about that movie is the comedy in it and then the actual real-life stories and um, social injustices that we see in the movie. And just to see how in the end they still kept their spirit, their spirit wasn't tore down, they were still able to, in the end, end up free. Okay, cool. What's your hidden talent, something you're good at that people might not know? I would say a hidden talent that I have that a lot of people don't know would be I love to write poetry and I'm a speed reader. So Uh I can read very, very fast and I love to write as well. And so my mind just works really fast. So I can write a poem in less than three minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. So do you perform poetry anywhere or you keep it secret? It's more a secret. I've done it a few times, but it's more, I guess, for personal Mm -hmm. healing. I I like to write. Okay, cool. I've I don't. I wouldn't call them good, but I've written a couple songs, but they oh. they are secret, and I do not <laughs> show those to anybody either. So yeah, I get that. So what's your hobbies? What are you into? So right now, I guess my hobbies would be um, content creation. Okay. I love to create content, and I love helping others learn how to content create. I just felt like um, I've always been like involved in the digital world ever since AOL. Mm-hmm. I just love to be online and just to be able to create my avatar, so say, or whatever. So I would say that's one of my hobbies. Okay. So what are you, like, what's your favorite platform? Right now, because of monetization, I love Facebook. Hey, that's good. If Facebook wants to pay you, that's great. Facebook needs to pay me. (laughs) Yes, but yeah, I I love Facebook, but I love it as well because you really do get to connect for me personally with family and friends, Mm -hmm. old college, uh, you know, classmates, people from high school, even elementary teachers. Mm -hmm. I just love it. I feel like it is a community where if you're a, a sick and shut in or even an elderly, you can still have access to family. Okay, cool. Are you on the TikToks? So I need to get back on TikTok. <laughs> I, I really, I really don't like my voice. So I'm learning to adjust to my voice and getting on TikTok you just and being more seen. Embrace your voice. Yes, yes embrace it. Yes, and I we I used to. Now we have someone else who helps us edit this podcast, which is great. But when we were doing it before, I did did the editing for Matt did the first forty, and I did all the ones after that. And so then by the time I I we record this podcast and then I edit it and I like have it in my head in headphones. I'm like, if I hear my voice one more time and then TikToks and Facebook and whatever. And I'm just like, I'm sick of hearing my voice. <laughs> yes. It's like that sometimes. Yeah. So what would you tell somebody um, who's wanting to get into content creation or is maybe scared to get, to get out there? I would definitely tell that person that you are the content. Be yourself. People love to, uh, like, we live in a society now where people are people watchers. They love to watch people, whether they admit it or not. Um, So just be yourself. Get creative. Step outside the box. And just do you and have fun. So what do you, like, sometimes I do TikToks. And, like, for three months, three, four months, I did a TikTok every single day. Uh, And some days it was really hard. I'm like, what the heck am I going to talk about today? I don't have anything else to talk about. So what do you do for inspiration? 
So for inspiration, I will go look at other content creators. Mm-hmm. And then I have a few friends who are content creators as well. But I try to look at what's trending, what's some trending topics. And then, like, for me, I personally, like, I'm able to see my insights. Mm-hmm. So I just try to track what is popular. And I just try to focus more on what people like to watch. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think it's funny, like, Matt my husband takes pictures and posts them and like he'll agonize over like the details and getting the the settings right and making the the picture just as perfect as he wants it and then he'll put it out there and then he'll be like oh this picture is amazing i love it everyone's gonna love it it's like crickets nobody responds to it and like nobody cares and you know maybe it's the day the time of the day or whatever yeah Uh, but then he'll take another one where he just literally is driving down the road and he takes a picture with his iphone and posts it and then it blows up the internet so it's it's just funny how that works yes algorithm is really crazy these days so it changes every other week and you never really know what posts are going to go viral or what's going to do well so really you just got to be consistent yeah good good advice i I agree. So what gets you truly excited about life? Mm, What truly gets me excited about life is what type of impact am I leaving on this earth? What type of um, example am I leaving for my children and others to see? So just knowing that I went from one side of the spectrum to the other and to know that I'm walking in a path that I should be going every day and I'm actually productive and I live the life that I want to live, that gets me excited because for so long I lived in depression. I lived in, you know, a negative mindset and I didn't realize it. So I'm just really enthused and excited about life in general. Excellent. So what would you tell others who are wanting to be an entrepreneur or wanting to find their own way? What would you tell people starting out? For people who wants to be an entrepreneur, find your passion. Find what you truly love because one thing about being an entrepreneur, you might not get paid today. You might not get paid next week. The week after, you could get paid $1,000. You just never know with entrepreneur how much money you're going to make, especially in the beginning. You really don't make too much money. It's almost comparable to a struggling artist. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you do what you love because in the end, when you do what you love, it's something that you don't have to get paid for. So eventually the money, it will come if it's something that you're truly passionate about. So just keep going and find your passion. Excellent. What do you want to be remembered for? I would like to be remembered as that woman who was outspoken, intelligent. She didn't care what other people thought. She inspired people. She added fuel to the fire. She was a flame. I would like to be known for someone who's creative and someone who's for the people. Perfect. Excellent. Good things. What got you interested in starting your own podcast? Well, originally, Matt and I talked about I was going to write a book, and writing a book is hard, (laughs) and it takes a lot of time, and I didn't think I was that interesting. So then we kind of toyed around with the idea. I am a big podcast nerd. I listen to tons of podcasts, Mm -hmm. Um, and we were like, well, we could do this. I didn't want to do it on my own because I didn't know... I don't know how to work all this equipment and all. I could barely get the camera to work the other day. Um, and so he helped me. And well, the first two, two, three years we had it, we did it together. All And we did our interviews together and all that kind of thing. Um, and now we're kind of doing interviews separate because it's more easier on time and schedule and flexibility. So, but I figured I have a story to tell about where I was, how I, what I, what I've done to get to the point where I am today and also feature awesome people in our community. I didn't want it just to be the Angie show, mm-hmm. although I want everything to be the Angie show because I don't mind being the center of attention, but I wanted to be able to share that spotlight with other awesome people in the community like you. 
Yes, that's amazing. I really do love what you do. You are so inspirational. And I did want to share just a little bit of a story. When I did work at Three Wise Men about six years ago, I met you and you came in and you were eating lunch and I told you briefly about what I wanted to do, my passions, and you actually encouraged me and inspired me. And then I began to watch your story. So really being here is really a manifestation because I've seen your podcast and I'm like, I know her, you know, I don't know you, but I know you, Mm -hmm. the red hair, your clothes, you always make a fashion statement. You always leave your mark. We know you're in the room. And so I'm just thankful to be here today because I wanted to be on a podcast ever since I seen you first start. Oh, well, that's very nice. Thank you for saying those nice words. And I'm glad we could have you on the podcast. Yes. And then my other question for you is what would you say to someone who's thinking about giving up on their dreams I would say you just got to stick with it because not every day like I'm living my dream I have my own business I'm my own boss I've got great clients and great employees one of whom is my husband uh which most days is good but sometimes is eh. so not every day is going to be like puppy dogs and rainbows like some days things are just hard um and like i haven't been able to keep track of what day it is for the last two weeks because we've been busy and things have been happening and i'm just whatever and tired and it's been hard but i just have to remember that you know what i am living my dream and i'm doing a good job most of the time um and so i just have to keep going and keep persevering because even though i want to quit sometimes i i go home and i say i quit for the day Mm -hmm. and then tomorrow i start over again yes i definitely know that feeling um, and then my last question would be, what would you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for being a positive impact in the community, obviously. Um, I want people to remember that I'm funny. My whole family does not think I'm <laughs> funny. <laughs> and I think I'm funny. <laughs> so I want people, they always say it, but it's like cheesy when somebody like passes away. She lit up a room or whatever. But I want yeah. people to say she lit up a room and she had a passion and she wasn't afraid to go for it. And she impacted people in the community. Yes, I love it. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you for stopping by. I really appreciate it. Yes. All right. Bye. Da-dun, da-dun. Things we learned in South Park. So again, we were watching South Park the other day. And <laughs> we they sound have some, like we're 100 years old. <laughs> they have some timely episodes, of course, with uh, pop culture and what's happening out there in pop culture. Yes. Man. And the, this latest episode was about Japanese toilets. Toilets. Or toilets as... as I call them toilets. <laughs> <laughs> and the washer. In the outhouse. <laughs> But Japanese toilets are cool. Yes. Yeah, so in this episode of South Park, <laughs> I, got, I can't believe they're making new episodes, but they are. I like, can't believe we're talking about it. I can't believe we're talking about it either. Like, this is ridiculous, but this is where we are, so it's fine. So on this episode of South Park, they're talking about, is it Stan's family? Uh, yes. Yeah, the Man, Stan had a lot going on. Or integrity The integrity farms. <laughs> But anyway, they have a blue toilet and it starts It's like one of those old nasty ones or whatever. So he goes to the Home Depot and gets like totally sold on this fancy, fancy Japanese toilet. It has a bidet and a seat warmer and it plays music and all this fancy stuff. So he goes home and he is like, well, we are a family of a certain class and we have this fancy <laughs> toilet. And so they start talking about it and like soon Everybody has these fancy toilets in South Park because that's just how it goes. And then the toilet paper industry, the big toilet paper, big toilet paper comes on and they're like, you're ruining our business. All your bidets are taking away all of our business. 
<laughs> Nobody needs as much toilet so paper So then it anymore. goes a little dark. Someone gets shot. But anyway, in the end, they all use toilet paper. They again. all go back to their old-fashioned toilets. But, uh, which this makes, this is why I say we have to talk about it. Because, you know, I love of all course. things toilet humor. It's my favorite. And so let's go back to 2022 Prime Day <laughs> when someone bought a bidet. I did. It's like not a fancy fancy bidet just <laughs> a, like a tack on bidet. an attachment bidet so you like i don't i didn't do it i made matt do it i had to do it uh, it you was... just install it under your toilet seat and then there's a little nozzle and it go and it just like cleans things off and it is amazing i love it it's a life changer it is like honestly the other day i was like matt i need to go to the bathroom and he's like and one of our kids was downstairs hogging. i was like go upstairs and he's like go upstairs i'm like no i want to go upstairs he's like why not i'm like because that's one, that's not my bathroom. My bathroom is downstairs. And two, no it, do- it doesn't have a bidet. I am not gr- that. I am not going back down to commoner level to not having a bidet. I <laughs> ask me how many times I've used it. Never, never, never. Not once. <laughs> I love it. I, I use it every day. I'm just saying. I think I use it for target practice. But... <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, I love my bidet. I'm trying to convince Amy to buy a bidet. Now I'm on like the bidet. Like now I'm like Stan's now dad. Now you watch out. Big toilet can Big come toilet. after you. You know, we do use less toilet paper than we did before I started using the bidet. That's true. She was always on me to buy more toilet paper. Oh, that, now you may. I hate talking about toilet paper. I know I talk about poop and farts and everything else, but I hate talking about toilet paper. It's gross. Of course you can't <laughs> talk about toilet paper because you're not using it. Because, because you have a bidet. It. No. All right. So. Bidet. But since we're talking about poop humor, right? Uh, yeah. And last week we <laughs> talked about chat GPT. Oh, don't right? even go there. Well, and you told me I had to wrap up that segment because it was going too long. Uh, it was. So yes. I I have <laughs> two little poems that I had chat GPT write. And I am going to have you. And, and you're going to read them right A dramatic now. reenactment here for you. All okay? right. So I said to chat GPT, write me a poem about farts. Angie loves talking about farts, but her husband thinks Matt thinks it's crude. Angie grew up in a fart-positive household, but apparently Matt didn't. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what it wrote? No, that's what I wrote. Oh, that's what you that's wrote. What I okay, told okay. it. So here is its, here's its, uh, its answer. Okay. Farting is a natural thing. We all do it, we can't deny. Yet some find it crude, embarrassing, and to talk about it, they shy. Angie grew up with a fart-positive vibe, where farting was just a part of life. But Matt finds it unpleasant, the sound and the vibe, and wishes Angie would tone down her rife. For Angie, farts are just a funny thing, a way to bond, to share a laugh. But for Matt, it's an unpleasant ring that he wishes would just stay in the past. So let's honor this natural bodily function, and do not be ashamed about the scent. For farts may cause a little dysfunction, but they're just a part of life, so let's just be content. (laughs) I love how... It rhymes. <laughs> yes. I told it had to be a poem. All right. And my final one. And then okay. I will not talk about fart and poop or chat So not only did you do that one, you, you decided to do another thing. I had to do another one. Yes. I think this one's fun. All right. I said, write me a poem about poop. Angie loves poop talk and thinks it's hilarious and can't get enough. Her husband, Matt, doesn't understand why she thinks it's so funny, but puts up with Angie's potty humor because he loves her and the way she laughs. <laughs> All right. So similar, but different. Oh, poop. The stuff that leaves us in distress. It's often messy and can cause a bit of a mess. But Angie finds it funny and can't get enough. Her husband, Matt, can't understand, but he still toughs it out. 
Okay, so that doesn't quite rhyme, but all right. From pooping unicorns to fart jokes galore, Angie's sense of humor is never a bore. She giggles and snickers at every potty joke. Matt just shakes his head and tries not to choke. But love conquers all, even poop talk and such. Matt loves Angie and the way she laughs so much. So if poop talk brings her joy, then so be it. Matt will put up with it and never quit. In the end, it's laughter that brings us closer. Whether it's over poop or just a silly joke, who knows, sir? So let Angie have her humor and let her laugh. For in the end, it's love that counts more than crap. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching GoneBoss. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has Gone Boss. Boss. Oh,